You're listening to a North Valley Community Church podcast. For more information and resources, visit us online at northvalleychurch.org. Well, hello, North Valley. This is Pastor Ryan. Welcome to our church service online. It is Mother's Day, and we hope that you are going to be encouraged today in today's message. Uh, We are continuing on in a message series in intentional living, and today we're talking about honoring mom. So I like to start with something fun. The Bible says that the laughter is like medicine for the soul. I heard this story about three rich brothers. Each one wanted to do something special for their elderly mother on Mother's Day. The first brother bought her a huge house. The second brother gave her a limousine with a driver. The third brother remembered that his mother used to love to read the Bible but couldn't see well anymore, so he got her a specially trained parrot that could recite any verse from the Bible on demand. Soon, the brothers received their thank you notes from the mother. The first son's note said, the house you bought me is, is, much, is way too big. I only live in a small part of it, and I have to clean the whole thing. The second son got a note, and it said, I rarely leave the house anymore, so I can hardly use the limo you gave me, and when I do use it, the driver is so rude. The third son's note said, my darling baby boy, you know just what a mother loves. The chicken was delicious. Oh man, so we are in a Mother's Day message today, and so I hope that you are going to be encouraged. Listen, I know Mother's Day can bring a mix of emotions uh, for many women at North Valley. Uh, I know that there are young mothers here with kids and cooped up in homes and waiting for schools to open and, 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 and pools to open and camps to open and maybe church to reopen. There's those anticipating the birth of a first child and nervous. There's stepmoms and bonus moms, I like to call them, wondering what their place is in the family. There are foster moms, adoptive moms, wondering if they can make it. There are those who have lost their mother and are grieving today. There are moms who encounter feelings of hurt because their children have turned away from God. There are moms who long to see their kids but can't because of travel restrictions. There are those who are overwhelmed with the pain of loss of a child. And there are mothers that are confined to nursing homes and hoping to see their kids. No matter what you face today on Mother's Day, you can turn towards God and experience his love and peace today. My hope is, is that as we look at the scriptures, we're going to learn in what it means to honor mom. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, it says this, Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. That is, it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This is an important Bible verse for us to realize, and there's just a a few observations in it that I want to point out to you. The first is this, is that kids don't naturally do this. They don't naturally obey their parents. Why is that? Because the Bible says is that every kid was born into sin. There's a propensity for the kid not to naturally do that. Additionally, there's this reality that Paul wouldn't say to children, because children would have been present in the congregation, kids attended the church services, Paul specifically commands the 
kids to do something because they need to hear it. They need to be commanded. They need the instruction. They need the admonition. They need the challenge, the exhortation. The Apostle Paul says this. So observation number one, kids don't naturally honor their mom or dad. They don't naturally obey their parents. They need to be commanded to do that. Secondly, I need you to know that God has used parents to make you. You may not have had the most perfect parents in the world. You may not have had good parents at all, but God chose in his sovereign plan and decree that you would be made up by your parents. God used your father's DNA, your mother's DNA to handcraft you at conception and received you received DNA from both your father and mother. This is genetic coding that comes with generations and generations of genetic information that determines your skin color, your eye color, your physical health, your emotional health, your mental health, your, 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 just everything about you. It's a unique identity. It, it, it's each child is made up unique. Each child has a unique identity. There's a unique fingerprint. There's a unique thumbprint. There's a unique handprint. There's a unique voice print. There's a unique footprint. There's a unique digital print on every person on the planet. You are uniquely and wonderfully made. God has used your parents for you to be you. Your parents may not have planned you, but God planned you. He's purposed you. And and there are no accident children. God never messes up. Each child is a gift from God, and that's exactly why mothering is a sacred opportunity, and it's so important for us to encourage them. Lastly, I want to encourage you at one other observation is that mothers need to be encouraged. The Apostle Paul reminds his readers in the church of the fifth commandment perhaps the most important commandment for a kid to, to learn is to obey their parents. And parents need to be encouraged. Mother's Day is that opportunity. Why do mothers need to be encouraged? Well, the Bible says that folly is bound up in the heart of a child, that they are naturally going to be difficult. So I want you to be encouraged today as we learn together about this Mother's Day. So here's what I've decided to do. I want to call my mom on Zoom and we're going to ask her a couple of questions. So let's do this together. I've got my laptop right here and maybe you're at home and you're on the couch. And so I've decided to call her up and we're going to see how this is going to go. I bet you've been using Zoom, so we're going to try it too. Okay. Well, I got my mom on Zoom, and so here we go. Mom, you are looking great. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Sorry that we're not together, but... I know. We were hoping to have, we were hoping to have um, you out for a service, but just not a good time, so... Um, but yeah. wanted uh, wanted people to hear from, from somebody else besides me maybe a, a, a wonderful mother. And so you are that. So um, oh, mom, you. you are, you got five grown kids, 16 strong grandkids, and the number is still growing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you live in Little Rock, Arkansas, happily married 47 years. You love teaching women. You've served as a small group leader. You've also enjoyed being an Arkansas artist, enjoying gardening, love animals, and the outdoors. Anything else you want to add to your incredible bio? Oh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
yeah, our anniversary is coming up. It'll be 47 years in June. 47 yeah. years in June. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, we've got a picture of the kids. It looks great. Um, oh, really? Good. So walk through the kids real quick so people can see and then tell them about the bonus kid you got. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, well, we were married 10 months when our first daughter was born, our first child. And that was, that's April. And uh, she's 46 now because yeah, 10 months. She was born when we were married 10 months. So, um, so, and then two years later, maybe two and a half, came, Rob came. So he's 44. And then two years later, the famous Ryan Michael came and he's 42. Is that right? 42. I, uh -huh. I try to forget, but yep. And David will be 40 this year. So um, that's how old he is. And then how fun is this? Our uh, next daughter came 17 or 18 years after David and that's Isabella and she's 22. <laughs> That is the bonus kid. Yes, and she was a bonus. She was not an oops. Yeah. Uh, we just, you know, after four rowdy, noisy teenagers and and all this noise all the time, we it got too quiet here. So we decided to make it less quiet. So, so one of the questions I wanted to ask you was, how have you felt honored over the years? Um, what, what would you say? A lot of moms are tuning in, watching. How, how have you personally felt honored? This could also really help the dads and the husbands and uh, yeah. kids to figure out how to honor. So in just a couple of minutes, how would you say uh, honors? What have you, what have you experienced that, that uh, has been honoring? Well, you know, little children are, are really good at that. They, they're full of hugs and kisses and, oh, treasured homemade gifts <laughs> that are the funniest things sometimes, but it's so fun. And, and they're full of statements like, I know that they would regret one day, but they would say things like, I never want to grow up. I never want to move. I want to live with you forever. And we're like, right. <laughs> but, uh, or those, I want those weren't the, those weren't the teenage years. I'm sure. No, no. <laughs> And they would, but when they were little, they said, uh, I want to marry you when I grow up, mommy, and you're the best mommy in the world and, and stuff like that. So that felt so good. But mothers need that to go through the teenage years so they can look back and say, I know that child was sweet at one time. <laughs> so, so, and I think down there somewhere, they really love me, you know, so, um, and they did. And. But April was really sweet in particular when she was little because when we were poor and in seminary and or med school, um, she, you know, there wasn't much money. And, there, and so groceries would get, you know, kind of low sometimes. And she would always try to share her food with us. It was so funny. I mean, just, you know, it wasn't that bad, but she picked up on our stress, I guess. She's saving and, you some macaroni and cheese. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, oh gosh, it was, it was kind of scarce at times, but 
And then Rob would, he loved to join me in the kitchen. He was my little helper buddy in the kitchen and helped me cook and things like that. And boy, he really helped sometimes, but, but it was, it was sweet. And then um, when Ryan was growing up, um, somehow he thought I had these supernatural healing powers. I could lay hands on him, whether it was an ear infection or, you know, I'd lay my hands on him when he hurt his leg and he thought he'd be healed. And I, I believed in miracles. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just, but, uh, miraculous know, mama, sorry to disappoint, but it didn't happen that quick. And, um, but I think the special thing about, actually I'll say this because it is still in my heart. When you were that rebellious teenager, even when we were in public, you didn't mind holding my hand. You wanted to. In fact, you initiated it and you had put your arm around me. And I really felt uh, elevated at that time because I knew moms that had what I would call perfect children that really didn't want to be around their parents, but you weren't ashamed. You weren't ashamed of, of me. And that was so sweet. And so that struck deep. Um, David was just insightful and intuitive and very affectionate and when things would rumble in the house and there was discord or something he tried to fix it and he knew especially in my heart he would come over and give me a hug just to say I know you're hurting mom you know and I, I that would be like oh. <laughs> so that was so sweet and then <clears throat> 17 years later or whatever it was uh Issa was like that too in many ways, but the added component for her was that um, she loved to clean and organize. And oh my gosh, I think God knew that by then I was just too worn out. So <laughs> it was wonderful that you she had did her that. cleaning everything. Well, she did it on her own. Yeah, that's I mean, it was crazy. And uh, it was wonderful. So, so I would go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, just one little thing. So I just summarized because you emphasized the word felt. And so I think I really felt cared for with April, uh, companionship with Rob. You elevated me and David encouraged and brought encouragement. And he saw me. He saw my, my uh, emotions. And Issa was just so helpful. And, mm. and, and she encouraged me in that way. Mm. And, um, but, and, but as adults, uh, now, you know, all my faults and, and, uh, shortcomings and weaknesses. And, but the, the good thing is, and I think that's important. I think that, um, you know, kids need to admit that and, and give it unconditional love to their parents and, and um, you know those weaknesses of mine, but you still love me. And, and that is just so good. And, um, but I don't know, just, yeah. you well, know. So let, for, for time's sake, let's just focus on what you just said in our remaining time together. Those are the ways that you felt honored. And so what would be kind of some closing encouragement and exhortations for folks just to, to honor their moms. I mean, you, you said, I liked how you put that. You talked about one kid was uh, caring and the other one, I elevated you. I had no idea that you felt that way. That's really, really cool to hear that. Um, mm -hmm. but what would you say, just some takeaways in our remaining uh, minute or so of just 
support for, for, for folks? Well, uh, for that, um, you know, I think as you got older, you knew me so much better and you actually learned what, you know, you learned my love language Mm -hmm. and, and, um, and so my love language is, uh, words of affirmation and service and acts of service. And, um, and that, I think that's just so important to know that what your parents love language is. And, but one of the neatest things ever, and I do want to share this with, with you kids and, uh, or adult children. One of my friends one time, um, made it a project for her. She individually called each of my children, got them to make an, a statement or a paragraph of honor and love why they loved me. And then, so y'all, I guess, dictated it to her or sent her something. I don't even know. But then she wrote it up and, and put them all in the same font and put it in a photo frame and framed it. And I'm telling you, when I start feeling down, I can go read that. And it just, you know, I read it just the other day again, because Mother's Day is coming up and you guys aren't here. So, so it made me feel so good. And, um, but, um, so that's, that's how, but you know, that book, you know, that book, uh, Larry Chapman's, no, Gary, Gary Chapman, five love languages. Yeah. 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 And, um, let's see, what are those five love love languages? Uh, words words of affirmation. Go ahead. Words of affirmation, acts of service and, um, Physical touch, quality time, quality time, and one more. What is it? Um, uh, receiving gifts. Yeah, yeah. receiving yeah. gifts. Oh, yeah. but so so here's the deal. So, um, mine is not gifts so much. So, like, if you bring me flowers or something, they're sweet and they're nice, and put them on the table. But I'd rather you help clean out my garden. Because yeah. <laughs> I like the service. When I, when I get back to Arkansas, I'll have to help you do that. Hey, I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. I um, wish I could be with you, but uh, folks, there you have it. There's my mother. She's a beautiful, wonderful lady. So um, I will talk to you soon and have a wonderful rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. Love you. Bye. All right. Well, that was great. Great being with you, Mom. All right. Well, hey guys, I hope you were encouraged to hear that from from another mother uh, for you to maybe give you some ideas. I want to teach you uh, just a couple of biblical truths about how to honor mom. The first is this, is in understanding the different stages of life, the first thing I want to encourage you to do for you children, as a child, the primary way in which you honor your mother is by obeying. It is by obeying. Simply, the Apostle Paul communicated to the church, which would have been a mixed congregation of adults and kids, and he talks about that. He says in Ephesians 6, 1 through 2, children, he's specifically speaking to kids. He says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. As a kid, you may say, "Why why should I obey my parents? It's right there in the text. Because number one, you're in the Lord. You're a Christian kid. If you're in a Christian household, you should be obeying your parents. Obviously, uh, 
obedience to parents isn't limited to Christian households, but it definitely is including uh, Christian households. Children should obey their parents because they're in the Lord. They're uh, Christians. Also, the second thing is the Apostle Paul says, for this is right. In Greco-Roman culture, the expectation is, is that kids should obey their parents. In Jewish tradition, it was very popular and very much the, the mindset that it is the right thing to do. In the Christian mindset, it is the same thing, that there should be this obedience. It's the right thing to do. And then it's honor your father and mother. That's the third in the that's the third uh, reason why you should do that. That's actually the fifth commandment in the, um, in, in, in the 10 commandments. And it kind of serves as a hinge. The first four commandments talk about uh, honoring and in a right relationship with God. The, the second uh, or the last four commandments talk about a right relationship with people. And then right there in the middle is kind of the hinge commandment is talking about the importance of being able to uh, be an honor to your mother and to your father. So I want to encourage you, um, obey your parents in the Lord, This for this is right, honor your father and your mother. I, I think of, of Jesus Christ. Jesus obeyed his parents. I wrote this down. In Luke's gospel, we learn that Jesus at the age of 12 joins his parents, his relatives, family, and friends for a pilgrimage to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. It's an important Jewish festival celebrating Israel's redemption of Egypt. This trip would have taken up to four to five days on foot, and it was uphill, and they would climb over 1,400 feet in elevation just to get there. By the time they would get there, Jesus is off at the temple. Little did his parents know that Jesus didn't want to leave. He, he got caught up with the festivities, the families and the friends, and so did Mary and Joseph, and they leave. They head back home and they load in the car. Well, not the car, but the donkey. They load the donkey and they hit the trail and they have a great time. And one full day goes by. One full day goes by and, and, by, and then it's by nighttime. They notice that something's not right. Jesus is not with them. Jesus isn't with them. I mean, have you ever lost your kid? That's not a good thing. I've left my kid before at a different uh, community center and the kid's not happy when you come back to pick him up. But that's not Jesus's case. So they find out Jesus is missing. They, they go back. They had a big bunch of family and friends with them. They go back to Jerusalem. They look for him. And then they find Jesus. He's at the temple. And what's he doing? He's teaching teachers, scribes and Pharisees, just doing a little teaching himself. And then they confront him and his mom says, in essence, come on, Jesus, what are you doing? We've left days ago and you're just here. And Jesus responds at 12 years old and says something like this, why were you looking for me? Didn't you know I must be in my father's house? His parents must've been like, huh? What are, you, what are you talking about? After some back and forth, the gospel writer says this and it displays Jesus's obedience as a kid. Look what it says in Luke chapter two, verse 51. It says, and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to him, to them. And his mother treasured up all these things. What the, what the point is, is that Jesus in his humanity uh, obeyed his mom and dad. It's the right thing to do. It's, it's, it's honoring to your father and mother. The second reason why we're to honor our mother uh, in each stage is that as, a, as an adult, as a young adult, you may ask yourself, how do I do that? You do that by, you honor your parents by listening. 
Proverbs 13, 1 says this, is uh, intelligent children listen to their parents. Foolish children do their own thing. It's important as a young adult that you listen to your parents. Get your parents' advice. Get your parents' feedback. Let them be a voice into your life as a young adult. I recall that of George Washington. Our first American president said that the greatest teacher that he ever had was his mother. He listened to his mom. Abraham Lincoln said, all that I am, all that I hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. Uh, Honest Abe listened to his mom. Sir Winston Churchill said, if we want to change our nation, let's begin by enlisting mothers. He listened to the voice in a nation of mothers to help bring about change. And then I think about Michael Jordan in the 80s. He, he wanted to get a, a shoe business going and uh, he was a rookie and he went to Adidas and then he went to Converse and they all turned him down. They said, you're a rookie. And then he got a phone call from this company called Nike. It was a brand new company. It was a small company. Nobody had ever heard of it. And my uh, MJ turned him down and said, I don't want to talk to you. And his mom found out and said, Michael, you need to go to Nike and talk to them about making some shoes. I think it could be a good thing for you. So Michael agreed. So he went down, listened to his mom, went down, met with the Nike team. And the Nike team was a little skeptical, but they just started in the 80s, this new technology called Nike Air. And right then the agent said, well, if you would give Michael, we would call it Air Jordans, we'll sign a deal with you. And they did. And in fact, uh, they had modest expectations. They thought, okay, in the first four years, we just hope to make uh, $3 million in sales. Well, in year number one, there was $126 million in sales. Point of the story is, folks, listen to your mom. It was Nike, it was, the, it was Michael's mother that encouraged him to, to work with Nike. The, the reality is, is intelligent children listen to their parents. And, and it's also important to realize as adults that you're to listen to your mother as well. I can think of the story and look to the life of Jesus where Jesus listened to his mother as a young adult. In John chapter two, verses one through 11, we find the first miracle that happens and Jesus is gonna be requested to do something by his mom. It says this, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee and then the mother of Jesus was there. So mom was there and then Jesus, in verse two, was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. These weddings would have lasted almost seven days. It was a big ordeal. It was a huge festival, large expense. And then there's a problem. Verse three, when the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. That would have been a public disgrace to have this huge party and a great teacher like Jesus show up. And then there's no more wine. Verse four, Jesus responds and said to her, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. The word woman in that context would have been like, ma'am. It's a formal setting, but it was kind of awkward that he would say it to his mom. Why was he doing that? He's not only the son, his, her son, but he's also her savior. And he's distancing himself. He's not disrespecting, but he knows that as soon as he starts doing miracles, then that is gonna it's gonna, it's gonna kind of move him further along towards the journey of the cross. And let's look what happens. Uh, Jesus said, my hour has not yet come. He's saying, my time's not right now, not at this moment. And then just then, what's the mother gonna say? Verse five says this, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. 
In other words, his mom says, okay, Jesus, you said the time hasn't come, but then she looks to his friends, his disciples and say, and the servants do whatever he says. She's putting it in Jesus's court, hoping and praying, maybe he'll talk to the heavenly father and change his mind. And exactly that was what happens. He says, she says, do whatever he tells you. And now there were six stones, water jars there for Jewish rites and purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. And then Jesus speaks. Jesus said to his servants, fill the water, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim and they said to them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. That would have been a pivotal moment because the master of the feast would have been the host of the whole party. And he's to uh, say, uh, uh, give a speech on behalf of the, the bride and the bridegroom. And in verse nine, when the master of the feast tasted the water that now had become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants had drawn the water new, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. Verse 11, this is the first of his signs Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. What's astonishing to me is that even Jesus decides to, as a young adult, to listen to his mom. It's so important to realize that God has placed mothers in our lives to be a powerful voice. Jesus probably heard the request and thought to himself, I didn't think my time was coming. Uh, I'm going to consult my heavenly father. And maybe in that moment, the heavenly father said, she's right. The hour is now. It is time to move forward. And Jesus does that. We find the recording in scripture where Jesus himself uh, listens to his mom. And then as an adult, how do you honor your mom? As a grown adult, how would you do that? The Bible tells us that as an adult, that I'm to honor my parents by providing if necessary, and definitely by being respectful the word honor that has been used in, in, in the Apostle Paul's language when he addresses the church in Ephesus is a Greek word that means tameo. It, it means literally to provide aid or financial assistance with the implication that this is a, an appropriate means of showing respect or to give assistance to or to provide for the needs of a, as a sign of respect to support and to honor. In 1 Timothy 5, 3 through 4, we see that very same word used. If you've got an aging uh, mother who has lost her husband and, 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 and is not able to earn an income, she'd be classified as, as a widow. And it says, honor widows who are truly widows. But if, if a widow has children or grandchildren, let them first learn to show godliness to their own household and to make some return to their parents, for this is pleasing in the sight of God. The idea is, is that, uh, that as you are in a grown adult, that you do your best to provide for your, your mother, to make sure that she's taken care of. Um, some of you have mothers and they don't need your financial assistance, but they definitely need your support, your encouragement. And the Bible does put that onus on kids. And even in the Greco-Roman culture and in the Jewish culture of the first century, there was an expectation that the kids, once they're grown, they take care of their mom. They take care of their dad to the best of their ability. And the apostle Paul affirms that to Timothy. And then I think that of Jesus in John chapter 19, verses 26 through 27. He provides for his mom. When he's at the cross, his, his mom is 
Her earth, her, her world is turned upside down. Her, she's emotionally shattered. She's seeing her son crucified on the cross. And who's there? The disciples aren't there, but one, John, Jesus' most beloved, and Mary's there. The, Mary, Jesus' mother, is there along with some other ladies. And in verse 19, uh, chapter 19, verse 26 through 27, it says this, when Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved, that is John, standing nearby, he said to his mother, woman, behold your son. His work was finished. He had done what he was supposed to do. He knew that, he, that God had sent him into the world to die for sins of the world, bear that burden, and the mother was taking this in. And in that moment, Jesus with compassion, then he said, verse 27, then he said to the disciple, that is John, his closest, he says, behold your mother. And then the scripture tells us, and from that hour, that disciple took her to his own home. What do we see in the life of Jesus is that he perfectly serves as the example on how to honor the mother. He provides for her in the very last stages of his adult life uh, on earth in, in in the human form. Jesus says to the disciple, this is now your mother and he takes her in and provides for her. My encouragement to you today is to realize that we have a great responsibility and a great privilege to honor our moms. Do something today, uh, whether you're a child, a young adult, or a grown adult, to to pay your respects. Maybe your mother has passed away, but you can uh, honor her memory. You can say good things about the, the things that have happened. You can show your respects. We need to do that. Jesus exemplifies us Uh, for that at each stage of life. As a child, Jesus obeyed. As a young adult, Jesus listened. And as a a grown adult, Jesus uh, provides for his mother. It's a perfect example for us. And so today in Mother's Day, I want to encourage you to do that, following the example of Jesus in that regard. And before we leave today, I want to encourage you, if you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, don't let another day go by. You may be watching this and thinking, I'm not so sure if I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I know about Jesus, but I, I don't know if I were to die today, if I would be in heaven The Bible says that if we simply turn away from our sin and look towards Jesus, the cross, that he can forgive us of our sins and he can give us new life. The best gift I guarantee every mother would want for their child is to have eternal life. The best gift you could have as a mother is is a relationship with Jesus Christ. If you haven't placed your faith in Jesus Christ, I wanna encourage you to do so today. Would you bow your heads with me and just pray right there from your home? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray today, right now, that you would save me, that you would take my life and make it new. I look to you, Jesus, for help and healing. I look to you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sin. I look to you, Jesus, to to forgive me of my sin. And I confess you as my Lord and my Savior today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, hey guys, it's been great being with you. You can text to North Valley this code. And if you prayed to receive Christ, text that code uh, to us and we would love to help you take your next steps. It's been great being with you. Have a wonderful Mother's Day. To Christ be the glory in the North Valley. This is Pastor Ryan. I'll see you soon.
Thank you for listening. To become a supporter of North Valley Community Church, give today at northvalleychurch.org.